On this In the Country triple play, I have three wonderful country artists who will be sharing stories and songs and their latest news. And my guests are Delaney Grant, Alex Runyons, and Tanya Marie Harris. Let's get things kicked off with my first guest, Delaney Grant. Welcome to the show, Delaney. Hi, thanks. Well, it is so great to have you here. By the way, I love that name, Delaney. I don't hear it a lot, and it's just such a beautiful name. Oh, thank you. It's actually um, a last name originally, and I have like three cousins with the same name, so it's kind of funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we've got uh, your song to play called Black and Blue in a little bit, and uh, lots to talk about. Uh, let's start off with, I understand, Delaney, you really got into music early. In fact, uh, I think the first instrument you started playing was fiddle and violin. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, I started uh, fiddle when I was about four years old with uh, one of my cousins, uh, Danny O'Connell. And then uh, my mom put me in violin to get more technique with it. And then I kind of just picked up uh, piano and guitar when I started songwriting. So, yeah, and I just uh, we just got a mandolin in Nashville. So um, I just started oh, wow. playing the mandolin as well. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> that's Oh, that's a lot of instruments. I love the mandolin. It's just got such a great sound to it. Yeah, it's a nice bluegrass sound for sure. Oh, absolutely. Now, tell us about your trip to Nashville uh, and your trips there. What 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 is it about Nashville that when you first get there, what do you get excited about? Well, just when you go through Broadway, it makes it really real. Um, it just has really good vibes, and uh, I was very lucky to write with some uh, accomplished um, songwriters. Um, Sue Ray, she's from Australia, and uh, Matt Scully along. Um, he won a couple awards in Australia as well, and uh, Jeannie McQuinn, uh, Shaley O'Neill, and Mm-hmm. Um, the Juno Award winner, uh, Daryl Burgess, so that was really cool to be writing with them. Oh, great. Wow, that is so exciting. Now, you know, you get these appointments lined up to write with them, and you go there with some ideas, I'm sure, in a notebook, that kind of thing. What, what is it like? Can you take us inside a typical songwriting session for someone who doesn't know how that works, and what do you guys start with? How do you start to create a song? Well, um, it was actually cool. Everyone I started with in Nashville, they all had different ways to start, but... Um, I would usually bring a song that would relate to me because then I'd be the one singing it. And uh, so I'd bring a title usually, and if I don't have a title, then mm-hmm. someone else would. And uh, we just kind of start playing chords on the guitar, and uh, a melody comes in, and um, some words come with it. So it's just kind of yep. just comes to you, really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of just organically and uh, magically, in some senses, it kind of comes out of nowhere. But I know a title is a great place to start for a song, right? Because it gives you the main idea and your hook. And once you have that idea and the title, the rest of it, uh, you can kind of map out better. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes when I come with a title idea, it doesn't even end up being the title of the song. It's just um, a line in the song. It's actually kind of funny. Um, I went uh, with this title, and it was just one line just in uh, the verse of my new song. So, yeah. Now, uh, have you had a chance when you've been down in Nashville to perform at any of the venues or at least head out to them to see other people perform? Yeah, um, my first time down in Nashville, I went um, down during the afternoon to see if there's people playing on Broadway, and that was really cool to see um, other people. And I saw where uh, Thompson Square got discovered, which I thought was like amazing because I love all their music. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, and this time when I was in Nashville, I got to sing at... Um, the Down Under, the National Down Under, so that was really cool. And the last time I was, uh, I sang at Margaritaville and the Bluebirds. So yeah. Oh great! So you've had yeah. Yeah, exposure at quite a few of uh, the Nashville venues. That's that's really awesome. Now I was reading uh, in a recent interview you did that uh, your first concert 
around 2003 was the Dixie Chicks, which, I mean, they're an awesome group. Uh, and so many great songs they, they gave us. What is it about the Dixie Chicks and that concert specifically that got you all excited? Well, um, it's actually funny. My um, I went with my family before my brother was born, so I have two sisters, Megan and Mary, and then my little brother. And uh, me and my sisters and my parents went, and uh, my sisters had to go to the bathroom, so my dad took them to the bathroom, and me and my mom were in uh, the front row with a big sign I made. It was like a neon sign, and the main uh, singer waved at me. So that's my most memorable spot. And, yeah, me and my sisters like to sing together, too. So we sing a lot of Dixie Dixie Chicks and Pistolani. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are great, uh, the Dixie Chicks and uh, Pistol Annie's, because they they have some great songs, almost a similar similar sound, similar style. But what what are the Pistol Annie's songs do you sing? Um, well, I feel sun coming on. I hope you're the end of my story. And uh, Hell and I, High Heels. Yeah. Oh, There's yeah. a couple of them. We just start singing and they come. <laughs> great songs. A lot of those songs I, people have described as songs with attitude, right? Attitude yeah. in those. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, sassy songs. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah. I, I saw you um, on CTV Ottawa, Lauren Tuddy, uh, your great publicist and promoter and radio tracker, send me a link to that performance. Oh. What was that like on CTV Ottawa performing your song? That's a lot of exposure. Yes, it was. It was really cool. Um, I used, I when I, my mom used to run a step dancing and fiddling competition, and uh, I was on the A morning, but I was never on CTV morning, so it was really cool to get up there and uh, see what it was like. Do you get nervous before performances? Because whenever I talk to artists, they always say no matter how long they've been doing it, there's still a bit of either nervousness or whatever you want to call that, a bit of energy before you go on stage. Yeah, there's. Um, I get most nervous when I'm performing in front of uh, my hometown because um, I just know everyone, and that's the first place I ever performed. I remember I was 13 at the Canada Day uh, talent show, and I – I can't express. I've never been that nervous before, and I did it the second time I did it. I was totally fine because it wasn't in front of my uh, hometown. But that time, I just I can't believe how nervous I was. <laughs> Interesting, the difference it makes. I guess because if it's your hometown, then there's going to be a lot of people in the audience that you know. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I know there's <laughs> people that I played with, like uh, my uncle Mike. He always. Uh, would be there, and I always wanted to please my Uncle Mike because um, he's a accomplished musician around our area, and he's everyone knows uh, the Ryan brothers around Pakenham, so I just always wanted to please him, and I was just really nervous. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's great to being nervous just shows that you care, and the, the the performance is important to you. Another big accomplishment for you, Delaney, recently you were entered uh, Miss Teen Ontario pageant. You even came out of there with a title. Yes, I did. I was uh, crowned Miss Teenage Lanark County. So uh, basically we had to go through um, a couple of procedures, uh, bathing suit section, uh, evening gown, our platform. Um, I chose Frederick's Ataxia for my platform, and uh, it was a a rare neuromuscular disease that my brother's best friend was diagnosed at the age of nine. So it was really close to the heart, and um, I just kind of went up there um, saying I wanted awareness for it, and uh, it yeah, so and then we also had to uh raise money for free the children and I raised fifteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So uh I was really Whoa. happy with that. Yeah. How did you raise that much? That's a lot of money. Well, uh my dad's a heavy equipment mechanic, so I ran went around to all his buddies from high school that have uh businesses as well and uh they were so helpful. I can't like I can't explain. They were just I they I come in oh, there and they're great. like, Oh, you're Greg's daughter, yeah, here's a couple hundred and I was like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. It was just 
I was I can't explain how grateful I was. Oh, that is pretty amazing indeed. We've got uh, a song of yours coming up in a moment. It's available at iTunes. The song is Black and Blue. Now there's another song when I was, when I was at iTunes. I listened to of yours called So Long, and then I read a, up a bit about it and realized it was there's a true story behind it. But it's such uh, a beautiful, moving song. Can you tell us a bit about So Long for anyone who's going to head to iTunes later and check it out and purchase it? Yeah. Um, well. Um, she was like a second mom to me, Aunt Sharon. Uh, she passed away from breast cancer. She was battling for eight years, and I was always trying to write a song about it, but I just never could. And then I went to Tara Shannon with my idea, and it just it just came out perfect. I can't explain how great it was just to get that um, mm. song to be so perfect because I wanted it to be like that the whole time. But, uh, yeah, so she was just a really close uh, uh, relative to us, and we were over there all the time, and, yeah, sadly she passed away, but um, I know she's always there, so, yeah. I guess it helps a lot, or I know it does, when, when songwriters and artists, when, when, you, when you've written this song in this case, to be able to express that, I'm sure it is a healing for you thing for you, as well as, you know, the people around you who've listened to the song. Yeah, it is for sure. Uh, we've had a couple of bad things happen to our, our house burnt down a couple of years, too, so... That's oh, when I good. started writing uh, music because I needed something to turn to. My mom gave me a journal, and I just started writing, and everything started coming out. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a great way to express yourself, whatever you're going through, the tough times, as you described there, and you can put it into words and music. Let's turn to a song that's also available at iTunes called Black and Blue. And I know this is a song about a couple, but I'll let you uh, tell us the whole story, Delaney. Sure. So uh, Black and Blue is kind of a girl power song. It's a... Uh, a girl kind of telling the guy that she's done with him and she doesn't want anything to do with him because she's uh, through with the way that he's treating her. Awesome. So there's now is, there's obviously truth in this, things you've witnessed uh, around you. But when people hear this song, what uh, what have they told you about it? Is it related? Has anybody related to the song? Yeah, um, I've some of my girlfriends have actually told me that they uh, relate to it a lot because. I'm sure at my age, a lot of girls have um, experienced that, uh, at least one guy that hasn't treated her the right way. And, uh, yeah, so it's just kind of, at first it sounds like um, if you, Black and Blue is kind of like um, a physical, aggressive song, but it's actually not. It's just uh, her heart's turning black and blue. So, yeah, I'm sure all the girls my age can relate to that. Let's hear the song now from my guest from the Ottawa Valley. This is Delaney Grant and Black and Blue on In the Country. You made me fall and I fell hard. You broke me down, left me scarred. You made your bed. That's where you lie. Standing in the rain. It's tears falling down my face.
And that is my guest, Ontario country artist Delaney Grant, and her song, Black and Blue. You can find that at iTunes, and you'll find her online at DelaneyGrant.com. And Delaney, I was reading up as well that um, when you, you, of course, you've been involved in competitive dance, and you choreographed some dances to uh, Shania Twain's great album called Up. Yes, I did. Um, me and my, my mom was a dance teacher, so me and my uh, cousins, we would go down in the basement and uh, choreograph dance routines because I was about four years old and I just started dancing like crazy, and I cannot wait for her to come to Ottawa because I've never seen her live, so that'll be really exciting. Won't that be something? Because, you know, a lot of uh, country artists your age, female country artists, grew up with Shania as a big influence, right? It's not just as a singer-songwriter, but all the great shows that she has put on over the years. Yeah, she's amazing. I can't explain. There's nothing bad I can say about her. Uh, and she's Canadian, <laughs> which is a bonus. <laughs> That's right. She's ours. She's ours, and, and she's so talented. That's so amazing. As far as influences, can you maybe pick a couple of musical influences that you've had, Delaney, and tell us what in what way they've inspired you in your music career? Uh, well, I know I really look up to Carrie Underwood. Um, I love all her music. I always sing um, all her songs. Uh, on Friday when I was doing an hour performance, I sang about five of her songs. So, yeah, and she's just an amazing performer in general and knows how to belt out her music. Um, also mm-hmm. Taylor Swift because she's a great role model for ev- everyone on all ages. Uh, Shania Twain um, because... She's just come so far, and she's a superstar. So, uh, yeah, and um, I love Brad Paisley as well. He just has a nice voice, and um, I know he does a really good job at the CMAs. So, yeah, there's just a couple, but, yeah, I have tons of... Those are uh, all great, great influences, and uh, all artists that I love as well, and Brad Paisley. He just comes out with hit after hit. I saw him in concert probably about two years ago now, and he put on a great show. Yeah, he's I yeah he's an amazing performer too. And uh, we when we were at the Bluebird, um, we actually saw the, a person who just wrote um, one of his new songs that's on his radio uh, or on his uh, album. So that's really exciting. It was really cool to hear the song before it's out. I did just love that experience of hearing a songwriter do the song that an artist has recorded, and we we hear their version of it. Have you have you had that uh, experience before? Yeah, um, at the Bluebird, we heard some amazing hits that. Um, Trisha Yearwood, uh, Brad Paisley, Rascal Flatts, and it's really cool to hear um, the songwriter's perspective because, like, um, not that the artists aren't doing a good job at bringing it out, but to see where it actually came from and how it was written, it's really cool to hear. Oh, definitely, absolutely. Delaney, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's a great chance to uh, chat with you and to play your song, Black and Blue, that is available at iTunes, and I really appreciate having you on the show. Thank you. Awesome. My guest has been country artist Delaney Grant from the Ottawa Valley. Up next, I'll be speaking to Saskatchewan's Alex Runyons. If you love hearing the story behind the song, and if you love country music, then you'll love In the Country with Dave Woods. It's the online radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Maybe you're a big fan of Lisa Brokaw or love the sound of Paul Brandt. Maybe it's Dean Brody that gets you singing along. When you tune in, you'll hear from the names we all know and love to the new names that will steal our hearts. Dave isn't following the latest trend. This music is his passion. Tune in and get your country on. On In the Country with Dave Woods, where country music never goes out of style. My pleasure now to welcome from Saskatchewan, Alex Runyons. Welcome to the show, Alex. Hey, Dave. Thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Great to have you back here. We've chatted 
before, and Lauren Tuddy set up this interview, as she did with all three of the artists on today's shows. Tell me a bit about uh, Lauren and uh, the impact she's had on getting your music out there. Uh, you know, Lauren's been, uh, you know, nothing short of amazing. She's she's a great uh, radio tracker, and it's the first time she and I have worked together on a single. And she just, um, you know, she she really knows her stuff. She's got great connections, and uh, the song has been uh, doing really well and charting really well. Terrific. And this song called Passenger Seat, it's not only a great song, but you wrote this with the very talented Joni Delorier. Tell me about that. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, the lovely Joni Delorier. She is so fantastic, and we sat down for this song. Um, I kind of had uh, a bit of an idea, uh, sort of the, this first line, that west down the highway. And uh, she said, you know, just from that, she's like, it's a somber type of feeling. And usually I go in writing a, a, a ballad type of song as a love song, but this one is really just a breakup song, um, you know, at the, when it really boils down to what the lyric is. And uh, she and I were just on the same page once, um, you know, once we started writing this. And uh, I have to say, you know, it was probably my first co-write with a female. And it's so great to hear those those different perspectives on, on um, you know, a situation and how we mm-hmm. approach the song. So, uh, so, yeah, we came up with Passenger Seat and, you know, it really worked for us. That's an interesting angle, Alex, when you talk about that, because I'm sure that when you do write with a female writer, that does allow that perspective to come in, or at least her to consider it and mention what a female might think in a certain situation. Well, exactly. Actually, we were kind of joking about um, our approach to, you know, a certain situation. Um, I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but she was like, you know, that's such a guy's answer for, for you know, that situation. And we kind of had a good laugh about it. So there, there is funny. definitely a, a difference. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a difference in, in approach. And in the song, it's you know, it's it's the title itself it stands out because there's some titles that you know sound like things we might have heard before, but that's kind of unique. Passenger seat. How did did it start with the title, or did that fall out of the the song once you got started? No, it, it definitely didn't start with the title. It it uh, began, you know, just a, basically once we got the chorus finished. Um, you know, it's wild and free, and it, it, we're going through the imagery of of all the all the great things that you did with that person, and then all of a sudden. You know, it kind of dropped the bombshell at the very last line. You know, now all I'm left with is an empty passenger seat. And then it's like, oh, so, you know, that great stuff isn't happening anymore. So, um, you know, it really changes the tone of that that chorus and brings you back into those verses. So, yeah, it it started with, um, you know, the idea, the chorus, and then we we came to the conclusion of the empty passenger seat. So uh, I I do like the the title as well. I thought because I think I would have probably called it empty passenger seats or something like that. But, um, you know, Joni's so great. I, I'm quite sure she said it should just be passenger seat. Right, right. And, yeah, it is a great title, and it, it sums everything up, or it, or it makes you wonder what it is when you hear that title. Co- co-writing for anyone who hasn't done it, Alex, because I know there are artists out there who might not have made that leap yet, and so they're writing their own songs, which is great as well. But what is the benefit when you hook up with another writer and now you're sharing your ideas? I, you know, I, I love co-writes. Before, I thought I was such a great songwriter, and you know, it's not like I'm I'm not a good songwriter. But having a fresh set of ears and eyes on a song is just there's nothing like it, because it just what I've found is that it takes this song to, you know, from an eight to a ten pretty much, or you know, or wherever it needs to go, and right, it, it it's just you know there's there's 
so much benefit to co-writing. And I know a lot of times, you know, if you're thinking about royalties, you want to, you want to, you know, have 100% of the royalties. Sometimes that doesn't even matter because, you know, if it's the difference from a good song to a great song, you're always going to, you know, the amount of radio play that you're going to get from a great song is, is you know, going to exceed, you know, just more than uh, the radio play from a good a good song, I guess, if that, if that makes sense. But the benefit of co-writing is it. Yeah, that's a great perspective on it, Alex, because at the end of the day, it's got to be a great song to compete. We hear that from song coaches and uh, critiquers that there's so many good songs out there. You've got to make it a great song, and if you've got to co-write with someone, which is wonderful to begin with, but as far as giving up 100% ownership, yeah, if it's going to make it great, then you got to do it. Absolutely, and and you know, I, before I was just I was on the train of no, I'm writing all my songs, and you know, and but once I started doing the co-writing, I, I'll never look back. That's it's the way to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, and plus, yeah, yeah, exactly. And plus, at the end of the day, when you've done that, now in this case with Joni, the two of you, you've got somebody else you're sharing the excitement with to hear, watch the song climb the charts and all the success. It's not just you. Mm-hmm. There's somebody else that uh, is, is going on that ride with you. Yeah, and that I've found to be a very positive experience as well, because she and I, you know, we keep in contact about it, we talk a lot about it, and, um, you know, it's great, so it's strengthening our relationship as mm. as friends and, um, you know, as co-writers, because we'll definitely yeah. be sitting down again uh, and, and doing some more work together. Excellent, and Joni has a wonderful voice herself, a great artist, and people can, I know, head to iTunes and hear an album of hers and get to check out her voice as well as her writing. Uh, Congratulations, Alex, because you uh, were nominated this year for uh, three Saskatchewan Country Music Association Awards, Male Artist, Fans Choice, which is for Entertainer, and Song of the Year, Little Bit of Sunshine, which you co-wrote with another great writer, Willie Mack. How did it feel to uh, be recognized by the SCMA? Well, you know, like everybody says, it's just an honor to be uh, nominated, and, and it truthfully is, you know, because that's all of your peers. You work so hard all year, and you know, for me, I never even really think about the awards. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just looking at, okay, what's next? What's next? What do we need to do, um, you know, to to stay busy and, uh, you know, to to sort of get my name out there. And, and so I'm always thinking about that. But uh, the SCMAs, it's nice to take a little bit of time and um, and you know be recognized for all that hard work and uh, and recognize other people as well so uh, you know it really meant a lot of course especially the fans talk- entertainer I never thought oh sorry I, I never thought I'd get that one now, now let's talk about that then the fans choice what what was it about uh, that one that took you by surprise <clears throat> well for that one I um, you know I, it was Cody Prebo, Jeff Moskowitz and Mary Young and, and I believe uh, Wyatt was a, a, the other one in there and I, for some reason, that that one was just a curveball to me. I thought, okay, well, um, chances are I'd probably end up with a, uh, a single of the year because there's only so many, so many going out there. So a little bit of sunshine, male, uh, male vocalist of the year. Uh, you know, I'm male, so it cuts down <laughs> the uh, the odds of being <laughs> being in there. Uh, so I, yep. <laughs> uh, you know, that it makes sense. But the fans' choice just uh, it really meant a lot to me. It, you know, it meant that there was enough members voting me as as uh, you know. Me, to keep the company of uh, you know Jess and Cody and Wyatt Samara, and yeah, it really meant a lot to me. It did, Dave. What does it take, Alex? I was just thinking about this in terms of entertainer of the year and an entertainer in general, singer, songwriters, and artists. We know we know that, but what what is it that makes someone 
on stage be a great entertainer? Is it not obviously not only the songs? Is it the, is it talking they do and they're relating to the audience that gets up to that next level of being an entertainer? Yeah, I think uh, yeah you have to have a polished show. Um, so really, the only way to do that is rehearse and play a lot. Um, you also have to make the show not about you. It has to be about the audience. Uh, you know, they have mm. to be enjoying themselves. And, uh, you know, it's really all about them and, you know, creating the experience and the moments for them, making sure they leave saying, you know, that was a great show. Anytime he's playing, I'm going to be a part of that. And, right. uh, yeah, so so I think that's it. But definitely rehearsing, playing lots, even if, you know, if you're starting out and you got to cut your teeth at the, uh, at the little bar or whatever, maybe make, not make a whole lot of money at the start. Um, it's all really important to, uh, to make sure you're doing that. That's good advice because, you know, we as listeners and fans all of a sudden hear an artist on the radio and we think, wow, they came out of nowhere and they got this great song, but there's always years uh, many years, in most cases, ahead of that song being on the radio, and it's all that hard work that got them there. Well, that's just it. Like, um, uh, you know, I've been playing for over a decade now, and I'm actually, like, currently right now, I'm at uh, Bart McKay's studio for a uh, uh, Brett Kissel's new album, just kind of uh, in here, sort of watching how they're doing it. So um, uh, it's Brett and Louis O'Reilly and Bart McKay, and, you know, a guy like Brett Kissel, he just didn't come out of nowhere. He... Um, you know, he's been playing for probably as long as I have. Not mind you, he's five years younger than me. But, you know, we've both right. been, been doing this for about 12 years. So he just didn't come out of nowhere, you know. Exactly. Uh, so the exact same thing, you know, like we've been playing forever. Exactly. And that's what it takes. And anybody listening, yeah, needs to not be discouraged if they think it came easy to other people because they're all of a sudden on the radio. It was all those years before, as you said, playing bars uh, and then improving their songwriting skills, all the stuff that's the, sort of the business side or even the creative side of it, too. Let's turn to the song. When yeah. we come back from it, I want to ask you a bit about uh, Nashville and also about uh, future dream duets. But let's focus on Passenger Seat, the song that you co-wrote with Joni Delorier. And you did tell us a bit about it before, but is there anything you want to add about the song, maybe what you want people to get out of it when they when they hear it? Well, I think, you know, everybody needs a song for a certain situation. So, you know, be it a, a fun summertime song or, uh, you know, a love song when you're in love with somebody. But definitely when you, uh, you know, if there's a breakup or something, uh, you know, you need a song for that too. So so that's what this song is about. So, you know, if anybody's ever going through a hard time, um, you know, this song is for them. Let's share it now, my guest, Saskatchewan's own Alex Runyons. This is Passenger Seat on In the Country. Yeah. 
August night With steam on the windshield Taste your kiss Baby, that's what I miss Wild and free With the windows down, baby Chasing dreams Like an angel riding shotgun Next to me Now all I'm left with Are the memories And an empty passenger And that is my guest, Alex Runyons, with his latest song. It is called Passenger Seat. You'll find it at iTunes. And you can learn more about him at alexrunyons.com. Now, that's the first single off an album that I understand, Alex, is going to be released this summer. Uh, yeah, exactly. So we're looking to put that out uh, around uh, June 15th. Um, and uh, so it'll be on iTunes, available then. And shortly after, uh, we'll, we'll have the hard copy for everybody at the shows and, and anybody who likes to have it in the CD format. Pretty exciting. And what was the uh, experience like um, getting the album ready? Specifically, let's talk about song selection. Was it tough to choose from all the songs either that you had a hand in writing or even some outside songs? Uh, yeah, it was definitely, you know, I wanted I wanted it to be right. And this time I feel so much, I felt so much more prepared for um, the uh the song selection because I had about 40 songs that uh, I had written or, or co-wrote. And so, you know, from, from all those ones, it was very difficult. So what I did this time was I had sort of a little bit of a focus group, I guess, you know, friends and family and, you know, what do you think of this song? What do you think of that song? And kind of came to the conclusion of, of, you know, really the ones that we ended up selecting and, and also the studio. I even asked the studio what they thought. And because uh, we were just looking for really, you know, a lot of uh, radio single type of songs. And, uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. I think we got lost. And uh, it sounds like the album is made up of all songs that you had a hand in writing. Were there any do you ever have any outside songs pitched to you? Someone else has written and you kind of uh, go, wow, I should record this. Well, I haven't done that yet, but I do have one kind of in the hopper that I've uh, I've searched out to the uh, publishing company, and I probably will record as uh, more of a single for for next summer. Um, right. So that is yeah. So that's one that I'm uh, working on right now. But I've never really had anything uh, pitched to me yet. But I've been doing some writing for other people uh, for their albums as well. So um, 
uh, or even co-writes uh, have been approached that's, by a few people. So That's pretty exciting to write uh, with other artists for their albums because now that gets you to sort of flex your muscles as a writer, uh, maybe just a different style even if it's, you know, for a, for a different person's perspective. Exactly, and, and that's kind of what I, you know, I love uh, I love songwriting, and that's something that you know I want to make sure that I'm always doing, and I, I can songwrite you know for for my entire life. So that's something you know if people are approaching me to do some co-writes, then absolutely that's something I want to pursue. That's awesome. As far as duets go, if you were to record a duet uh, down the road in the future, have you ever given thought to who whose other voice a female artist would really work well with yours? Um. Currently, uh, like for for current artists, um, huh? I, you know, Carrie Underwood. She's just she is such a powerhouse. She's you know she's mm-hmm. the real deal. She's got a great yeah. voice. Uh, Miranda Lambert. I love what she's doing. Casey Musgraves too. You know, the, she's putting out such cool songs. Um, yeah, I uh, you know, for current artists, I would I would say you know one of those three would be pretty amazing to uh, share the stage with. Three great choices. Uh, now, Nashville, I was speaking with Delaney Grant, our first guest on the show, and she was talking about uh, the excitement of going to Nashville, and she's performed at some venues and done some writing there. Ha- have you made some uh, treks down to Nashville, Alex? Yeah, I was there last September, and that was my first time out there. And uh, the minute I walked off the plane, I knew I that's where I needed to be, and I, I'm definitely going back. I, I haven't had anything scheduled, but I went out there, and um, I actually I had a showcase out there, for uh, some managers and uh, industry professionals, so that was uh, that was during the uh, Americana Music Festival. Um, oh, great! And uh, yeah, so that was pretty amazing. That was that was cool. And uh, so, I, and since then, I've I've kept in touch with uh, a couple of the managers, and um, so it, it was just an amazing experience. One thing was to walk down the uh, main street, see everybody singing. All the clubs are vibrant, full of music and life, and you know. Nashville is so addicting in that sense, you know, it, it is really, you know, Music City, USA, so it's it's a place that all artists, songwriters, entertainers need to go to. Absolutely, it's the inspiration and uh, learning your craft and the performances, as you said, and so many Canadians either move down there full-time or at least visit there to, uh, to do some recording, writing and all that. Uh, as we get set to wrap up here, Alex, I wanted to ask you if you've ever been given some great advice from anyone, even if they weren't in the music business, but may- maybe they were, just advice on your career or how to, uh, how to improve your craft. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's a pretty heavy question. Um, I, I, nothing is totally jumping out at me. Um, you know, some of the co-writes I did, uh, you know, I was very worried about, um, uh, you know, about uh, about having a song, I guess, as a sellout song, I guess. And, and sometimes that's right. being radio friendly. And, and uh, one of the gentlemen that I was uh, co-writing with said, like, you know, it, do not worry about that, you know, kind of right within your heart and, and it, it's going to it's going to shine through. So, um, you know, I, I think that is something if you know the music industry is a tough business and it's extremely uh saturated with a lot of artists these days so but still you know don't don't give up just kind of keep pressing on uh you know every time a door shuts you know two more open so you just got to make sure that um you know if you're serious about it and you want to do it you got to go for it and keep pressing on 
Lots of great advice there, Alex. I appreciate that. And it was great to hear Passenger Seat and get to the story behind it, the song that you co-wrote with the very talented uh, Joni Delorier, of course, along with Troy Kokel, her husband, writes so many great songs and work with so many writers, uh, the song called Passenger Seat. And we look forward to uh, hearing the album this summer. Thanks so much for being here, Alex. Yeah, my pleasure, Dave. Thanks. My guest has been Saskatchewan country artist Alex Runyons, and my third guest coming up right now, in fact, from Ontario, Tanya Marie Harris. Hello, Tanya. Hello, my dear. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Great to have you here. Oh, I'm so glad to be here with you. I haven't seen you since you stopped by Boots and Bourbon in Toronto, and we ran into right. Cliff uh, Roebuck, Brooklyn Roebuck's yes. dad. That was a it fun was so night. Great to meet, it was so great to meet Cliff that night. There we were sitting side by side, didn't know each other. And you said, do you guys know each other? And then you introduced us. And I've seen him a few times since at the CMAO Awards. Uh, the latest time I saw him, and I saw Brooklyn there as well. So that was awesome. Yeah, she's just such a lovely girl. And I think she's doing so many right things for herself by writing with so many people. She's really developing herself in an awesome way. And it's uh, so inspiring to see someone so young, like, so devoted. So it's really awesome. She's just a great girl. <laughs> oh, she is, absolutely. And we've got your song coming up, Treat Me Like Your Girlfriend, which we'll hear all about. I was at your website, and uh, I found this really interesting. Uh, aside from music, T- Tanya, you, uh, you're a great cook, and you even owned a diner at one point. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, it's funny. I think people are meant to do many things in their life, and that was just, you know, a, a nice little uh, path that I took uh, with a good friend of mine. We opened up a diner together, um, and uh, it was just uh, a lot of fun, you know, being in charge and organizing and planning menus. And and uh, but most mostly, it was all about the uh, the interaction with people coming in. It's it's sort of. It kind of almost matches the entertainment industry in a way, you know. It's just a a matter of dealing with people and their reactions to things and seeing how much they enjoy your food. And now I get to see how much uh, someone enjoys uh, the songs. I like that. That's that's such a cool comparison because you're entertaining with each and wanting them to like with each, trying different things. And you mentioned interaction. I know when I've seen you perform at Boots and Bourbon specifically, you really like to interact with the audience. How does that make you feel when you can sort of get that connection going? Well, it's like a rush. It's it's quite addictive, actually. You know, when you've you've got someone and and they're there in front of you, and you have them in your sights, and they've got you in theirs, and and it's a moment that you've had with them, and it just uh, delivers to such a rush of energy. Um, it just m- makes it so easy to bring more people on board in the performance, and and uh, it's it's a it's a really big rush. And I was talking with Alex earlier about. Uh, what an entertainer is. We know a singer, songwriter, artist, and we kind of know what an entertainer is, but from an artist's perspective, what is it you feel you need to do, Tanya, to, to, to do on stage so that when people leave that show, they say, man, we got to see her again. Be sure to see her again. I, I think you have to uh, kind of relax and, and, and treat it like a everybody's kind of in your living room and you're you're having a conversation. I mean, yeah, it happens to be a show, but I think uh, to get people on board, you know, it's going to have a, a realism about it and uh, high energy. And, uh, I mean, of course, you hear that from everybody, you know, high energy show, and um, but it, it really has to be delivered, uh, you know, in a real way and uh, just – you got to be yourself, and if people see that you're being yourself, they're all of a sudden more easy to be themselves and have a good time and let go with you and join you in the fun. And I think that's part of being an entertainer is just 
bringing people into the show and uh, and having them sing along and inviting them to do that and and letting yourself be a little ridiculous and silly um, right. really allows people to let loose and and I I think. Yeah, if, if you've seen the show, and, and you might agree, you might disagree. The guys make fun of me all, all, all the time in the band because I can't really dance. But <laughs> you can't hold me down on the stage. I, it, right. It's the the best place in the world for me to be, um, aside from with my daughter, Abby, of course. But uh, yeah. it's uh, <laughs> you just can't hold me down. But I look horrible and can't dance. Um, but I think, in a way, people appreciate <laughs> that I'm still willing to kind of uh, be a dork. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. We we love seeing someone on stage who's comfortable and able to just be themselves without worrying what people are going to think. And then, yeah, as you say, that makes you kind of that makes somebody lovable. I would say. Well, that's real sweet. Yeah, that that would be a lovely way to look at it. Yeah. Because you're you're being yourself and you're having fun, so we're going to have fun, even if. You're not dancing perfectly or whatever. I mean, I'm not a great dancer either, so I cannot, <laughs> I can't critique anyone on that. They're, everybody's better than me. I wanted to ask you at those shows too, Tanya. Um, a new artist like yourself, I mean, you've got a lot of original material, but how do you decide how many original songs you're going to do for the crowd who might not know them because they might not have your album versus the amount of covers you do? What's the what's the percentage there? Well, it really depends on the crowd, right? I think if you've been on the road doing a lot of shows, you eventually kind of learn how to read the people. And I'm really about a good time. Like, I want I want to see people have a great time. And if I think the next song is uh, that that's going to keep them going on that dance floor and keep them with me is a cover, well, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Um, but I do like to sneak those originals in there, um, you know, with mm-hmm. every set. Um, but I try to, you know, deliver them in a way that, um, you know, if it's a crowd that knows me and we've been together a few times and there's familiar faces in the crowd, I'll go ahead and say, guys, I'm excited. Let's share this song again. This is one of mine. This is, you know, secondhand dreams or, you know, woman scorn. Let's just party it up now. Um, but other times I just kind of like to sneak them in without telling them it's one of mine just right. to see if they party to it in without having any, you know, to stop and say, oh, this is hers, we better, you know, stop and pay attention. Um, and, right. You know, see, you know kind of with, with judgment then to see if they're going to like it. Whereas if you don't tell them, they sometimes might think, hey, have I heard this before? And then just party naturally because they just don't know. And it's just fun. And then you get to know them and you get to tell them right after you've done the song. You know, I'm so glad you oh, like yeah. that song. You know, it's uh, get it free on my website. You know, come and join me. Hang out. <laughs> I love that, Tanya, do, talk, telling them afterwards because they might think, oh, it's a Miranda song or it's this or that, and then they're even more impressed. It gives them a chance to so listen and into it. Yeah, like it without judgment first. Right. Uh, I, I love that. I love that uh, approach. That's awesome. Now, I know that you book a lot of your shows and you do a lot of work in the States. You know, for artists out there who don't have managers, and a lot of them don't, you know, how do you go about. Uh, Obviously, you've got to be assertive, aggressive, whatever the word is, but you've got to be, uh, you got to know how to find the venues and how to book yourself into them. Well, yeah, and I've had a few other artists, you know, kind of ask me how I'm doing, what I'm doing, and uh, first, I'm 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 flattered uh, that you know someone would ask me. Um, second, I, I kind of just always ask them, well, are you are you out with a band already now, like with a full band, or are you doing just an acoustic thing? You have to kind of you know, base where you're going after for venues on what you are bringing for a performance. You know, you have to mm-hmm. be appropriate and, 
and uh, of where you're looking. Um, but I, I like to tell everyone you got to really be old school about it. Uh, don't you know email or Facebook. I mean that's great. You can do that um, to keep in touch after you've been with a venue. But you really have to pick up that phone uh, and get you know someone on the phone, whether it be like at a casino, you, you know, or or just a, a club. You find out who does their entertainment. It might be a separate booking agent, you know, and you just you got to pound the pavement, um, you know, and it just becomes easier the more you do it. Right, right. Very cool. I think it's great that you're able to do that and and do so much work in the states. What what is it like when you head there? Uh, I, I mean, they're going to be as receptive as here, I'm sure. But what are the shows like in the states? Uh, well, you know, it it is extremely um, well. It's just plain fun. Uh, the, the crowd reactions there are awesome. We've been really welcomed uh, everywhere we've been, um, and uh, it, it's just kind of growing and growing in the U.S. Um, recently, we were invited to uh, open for American Idol's Casey James with WYCD in Detroit, um, mm-hmm. and that was an amazing show. Um, and again, it just keeps kind of snowballing out of out of that. Um, we've uh, uh, just uh, secured a spot doing a show for NASCAR, so I'm going to make my dad so proud um, <laughs> doing a show for NASCAR this summer um, at the Chicagoland Speedway. That's cool. Yeah, and, you know, we've been to a a lot of cities in the U.S., I mean, you know, comparatively, I think. Um, And uh, I think my favorite city so far, though, is Chicago. I've never seen such sport fans in my life. (laughs) And uh, it's it's just an amazing city. Um, I, I just, I honestly love traveling down there. I love being at home, so I try to balance out my schedule as best I can, but uh, you know, you got to go uh, where you're being invited, and and so we're 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 kind of always branching out a little further. It's it's a lot of fun. That is great to hear that you're doing that and getting more and more uh, venues to perform at, more and more people knowing your name. TanyaMarieHarris.com is your website, of course, and your songs are available at iTunes. Let's turn to uh, your latest song now called "Treat Me Like Your Girlfriend," and yeah. you know, from the title, we can conjure up it's kind of about wanting your man to treat you sort of like the first time and not take you for granted, but I'll let you give us the, the full description of the song. Okay, well, well, first I'll give kind of like a, a mini backstory. Is that, you know, it's not like we were having difficulties, but my husband and I will say we're having communication problems, and uh, <laughs> uh, that, I think that's the nice way to put it. And uh, he wasn't understanding what I was trying to say, and then finally I just happened to say, hey, Look, buddy, <laughs> you're supposed to still treat me like I'm your girlfriend. And mm-hmm. uh, this is where the song came from. Um, and uh, so I, I was down in Nashville, and I was sitting with my friend David Norris, and, and him and I wrote Secondhand Dreams, uh, one of my previous singles. And uh, and we in, invited a, another friend of ours, Lala Deaton. Uh, she's just a darling. Um, and I told them that this is the song I want to do. This is... This is what we should do. Um, it's really personal. I think that uh, women everywhere who've, who've been in a relationship for, you know, a significant amount of time, you know, I think we all have inklings of what it was versus what it is now, per se, and how do we get it back there, you know, how do we get it back there? So right. I, I like to talk to my husband and, and, and uh, you know, he he's not a mind reader. No guy is. No woman is. And uh, so I've started this thing in life you know he's he's done something stupid so okay honey here's what you're going to do to make it up for me not what are you going to do to make it up to me like 
this is what you're going to do. We're going out. You're taking me dancing. Let's go, you know. Um, so this is this is the song, you know. You remember when you used to bring me flowers? Go go buy me a dozen, you know, even if it's once a year, for goodness sakes. <laughs> bring it home. <laughs> take me out, you know. Yeah. We used to drive, but, you know. It, it, it's... It, Take me back there and don't forget that we're still a couple. You know, we might be married. We might, you know, have lived together for 14 years. And, <laughs> but I still expect and demand to be treated a certain way. So it, it really worked out. It's 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 what really actually worked for him. It, it clicked in his head finally at that point. That uh, So I got a Christmas present after I wrote the song that said to my girlfriend. It was really kind of oh. dorky. But that's what makes me love my husband. He's 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 a pretty big geek. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome that the message got through, and not only to him, but everybody else out there. Couples will hear the song, and the guy will think, "Yeah, I've got a you know." You don't want to be an autopilot, is sort of the bottom line, I guess. That's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. it. It's not like it's not. Sorry, I was going to say it's it's not like it's a we're a, a broke situation. It's you know we might right. be a little bit broke, but it's a we can fix it situation. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't mean things are falling apart completely at all. It just you just these are things just to stop taking someone for granted. All those little things you used to do. It just it's a great reminder wrapped up in a song here. Tanya Marie Harris, treat me like your girlfriend on in the country. You're 
couldn't sleep When you had me tasting butterflies When kisses felt like a dream And they tasted so sweet I would feel so alive if you treat me Treat me like your girlfriend And I'll give you a night you'll never want My guest, Tanya Marie Harris, Ontario's own, here on In the Country. Treat me like your girlfriend. Her website, TanyaMarieHarris.com. Uh, what have you got planned for 2015, Tanya, for the rest of it? Any any big uh, plans with your music? Well, of course, uh, I'll be heading back to Nashville uh, to do some more writing. Um, I kind of keep working a single at a time. Uh, being an independent Great. artist, of course, it's a financial, a financial burden that I've taken on for myself. Um, but uh, I love uh, working with who I, I work with uh, down in Nashville for recording, and uh, so it's worth it. Uh, you know, Kelly Schoenfeld and uh, Johnny Dwinnell uh, at Daredevil Production on Music Row, they're just amazing guys and they understand what what I'm trying to accomplish and and uh it's just really great getting to learn from them. So I'll probably be back there uh late fall. Um but it's really difficult to fit in my schedule at the moment. Um you know, I, I'm on the road constantly between uh, Ontario and the US and and uh, of course uh, I'm a mom as well and uh and a wife. So uh, it's interesting keeping the balance. So that's what I'm working on this year, learning how to uh, take care of myself, my family, and my career all at the same time. It's a really awesome juggling act. And then, of course, I'm just I'm out there to uh, make find those country music fans and and and, uh, yeah. and have them on my side because country, the country music fan, as you know, they're they're one of a kind. You know, oh. they're so supportive. So I, I make it my business to try to meet as many uh, as I can. Oh, definitely, and you do a great job at it, and anyone uh, can check out your website for the tour dates or show dates that you've got going on, Boots and Bourbon. You're there at certain points. That's a great venue to uh, see a performat. Tanya, thanks so much. Man, it's been great catching up, and uh, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. I love chatting with you, hon. My pleasure. Awesome. And that has been my guest, Tanya Marie Harris, her latest song, Treat Me Like Your Girlfriend. You'll find that at iTunes. Check her out online, YouTube, at her website, all that great stuff. Big thank you as well to my previous guest on the show from Saskatchewan, Alex Runyons, and another Ontario country artist we opened the show with, Delaney Grant. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this hour-long edition of In the Country. <laughs>